Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's February 11, 2020, and this is episode 695. This week, we conclude our three-part series to walk you through our antics as I travelled with a wonderful group of photographers on my 2020 Hokkaido Winter Landscape Photography Tour. As with previous days, we were lucky to get a flurry of snow to cover the ground sufficiently to provide the beautiful scenes that we were hoping for, and that I had been concerned that we might not get, with us having the warmest winter for 60 years this year. Having just gotten back from the first of my Japan wildlife trips in Hokkaido, I'm happy to say that we had a cold front come in for most of the time we were up there, and there's another forecast for next week when I set out for my third and final Japan trip of the year. We pick up the trail on day eight of my landscape tour though. As we left Wakanai and headed first for the fishing ports near Cape Soya and the northernmost tip of Japan. So let's look at a shot from there to start with. As you can see the snow wasn't deep but it was enough and quite clean at this spot too, without grasses showing through. I've processed most of my images from this trip in black and white, as I feel it suits the subject matter most of the time. I also like to see a little conformity in the sets of images that I come back from these trips with, although, as we'll see later, there were a few shots towards the end of the trip that, in my opinion, worked better in colour. The next photograph, on the other hand, was shot on medium format black and white film, so I don't really have a choice. But I think these images suit the Hokkaido landscape work really well. For this I used an ND400 which gives me 8.6 stops of darkness for a 60 second exposure at f16 to enable me to smooth over the scene like this. I had an ND8 and ND400 filter custom made here in Japan to fit on the bayonet filter holder on my Roliflex to make this possible. There's a little more grain in the sky than I'd like but I was just about getting to grips with the Rodinol developer at this point and the silver fast scanning software that I'd also been using on recommendation is producing grainier images than I like but I guess this is more natural grain in the film and my Canon scanning software is cleaning that up more rather than silver fast introducing it. Still, the six rolls of film that I developed and scanned during my week at home between the two trips was probably the biggest learning experience I've had since starting to shoot film and developing that film myself a few months ago. Shortly after the previous shot at the end of day 8, I shot this image on the same beach, this time with my EOS R, and if I recall correctly, by this time, it was dark enough to give me a two-second exposure without any filters on it. I used a Bluetooth remote for my camera to time my shots perfectly for the drawing out of the waves, as this gives me better texture and patterns in the water than the waves coming in. These shots don't all work, but if you shoot a number of them, 
you can start to see how the waves and timing affect the shots and then select the most pleasing one later. That's certainly something that I want to be doing more with digital than with film, although I will probably experiment more when I get back out by myself rather than with my wonderful group on a workshop. The following morning back in the port on day 9, the tide was further out and there was a coating of frost on all of the rocks, so I got down low for this next shot, shortly after the sun had risen. With the sun's disc in the frame, I allowed it to overexpose slightly, as did a little of the water with the sun reflecting on it, but at that exposure, the dynamic range of my camera was plenty to still capture lots of shadow detail, without any part of the scene completely plugging up and going full black. I spend a lot of time on my tours talking about exposure, and this is one of the best landscape locations to illustrate the benefits of exposing to the right, both for image quality, but also to protect the shadows in a wide tonal rage scene like this. I covered this in detail in episode 503, in which I covered using the zone system for digital photography. As with all episodes, you can get to that one by using the episode number and the short link, so it's mbp.ac slash 503. As we drew closer to the time that we were planning to leave the beach, we noticed some pancake ice forming on the surface of the sea, so I grabbed a number of shots with the three tetrapod pyramid tops sticking out of the water, as you can see here. It's a pretty cool phenomenon, as the sea starts to freeze and form the little circles of ice. It didn't feel cold enough for this to form, but I guess that's because we're all wrapped up to protect ourselves from the elements. Plus, I warm up a great deal when I'm photographing things, as opposed to just standing around in the cold. Later in the day we went for a drive around the area, but the warm winter was not helping with the landscape, so we went back to the hotel and did a few hours of workshops, before heading back down into the port for another quick shoot before the sun went down. The following morning though, the snow came to our rescue again, so we initially photographed the port one last time for this trip and it was presenting us with a slightly different opportunity with the snow-covered tetrapods that you see here. Ideally, I'd have moved to my right a little more to get better separation between the two tetrapods near the middle of the frame, but one of my guests was in that spot and the guests always take preference. It's fine though and I still really like this shot. The snow running right down to the water's edge shows how calm the sea was on this final visit and that also allowed the snow to settle on the tetrapods and rocks rather than being washed away, which is what usually happens. We were planning to move on to our final location for the last two days of the tour but there was no way we'd have gotten out of town without spending more time shooting the beautiful scenes that the previous day had not delivered and you can see what I mean in this next image. This is not hoarfrost, although it looks like it. I've seen this happen before at this location a few years ago, so I'd had my fingers crossed 
It's very fine snow that has stuck to the trees and coated the land and other foliage. The bamboo grasses in the foreground give you an idea of what I mean too. On the previous day, the soil had been showing through on the fields and the trees were black and pretty bleak. This winter wonderland style scene, on the other hand, is the sort of thing that I love to encounter on this trip and we were fortunate to get this on this visit, with it being so warm compared to most other years. The snow started to melt off the trees relatively quickly, so this is one of the last shots I got from this morning of a silo in a farmer's field, albeit a little bit of a Christmas card type of a scene, and I mean that in a somewhat negative sense. Still, it's a pleasing shot and helps to illustrate the conditions so I thought I'd include this before we move on. Note that these two images are some of the few that I left in colour, as I mentioned earlier, because I really felt that their colour added something to the images. I used to remove the colour in images when it got in the way, but for a number of years now, especially with this trip, my default is to convert to black and white, and I only leave images in colour when I feel that the colour is adding something to the scene. It was back to fishing boats for much of the last two days of the trip, as we visited a fishing port on the Saroma Lake. We had a smattering of snow again, helping to clean things up, and I loved the sky that we had on our first visit, as you can see here. This once again shows how useful it is to expose to the right, to control the highlights, and protect the shadows. Without using this technique, which you can read about more in episode 381, the shadows fall too dark to give much definition. By using this technique, the boats come out of the shadows easily with the shadows slider in Capture One Pro and Lightroom, etc. As has become a tradition at the end of each tour, I recorded a comment from each of the participants, which I'm going to play you now. Okay, so here we are at the end of the 2020 Hokkaido Winter Landscape Photography Adventure. I'm on the bus with the guests and we're going to go around and get a quick comment from each of them. So, Matthias, want to say anything? Hello, my name is Matthias, I'm from Berlin and for me the highlight was definitely the area around BA with the hills and the trees and a lot of snow. That was for me definitely the highlight. Oh, okay, great. Walk past Dave. <laughs> Would you like to say anything for the both of you? Hi, my name is Sue and I'm from England. Uh, the highlight of the trip for me again was BA and also the Torrey Gate on the coastline. Um, I also enjoyed the northern part around Wakanai. Okay, great. Thank you. Alan. Hi, my name is Alan. I'm from America, United States, San Francisco Bay Area. It was an incredible trip. The food was incredible. Mm. All Japanese, or mainly all Japanese, and yeah. so quite quite a variety. Yeah. Enjoy the uh, minimalistic um, abstract photography opportunities as well as doing the boats. Yeah. Oh, I great. really had a great time. Okay, thank you. Let's see. Carl. Oh. I'm Carl, I'm from Minnesota, and I wanted to thank Martin y Yukiko for another wonderful adventure. And Japan. Uh, the photography was great, as were the accommodations and the food. Okay, great. Thank you. 
Hi. Hi, my name is Perry. I'm from Toronto. And again, I'd like to reiterate that I want to thank Martin and Yukiko for a wonderfully organized trip. And also my highlight was uh, around Wakanai and BA. Okay. <laughs> so, Vic. Yeah. I'm Vic Tooley. I'm from uh, Toronto, Canada. And uh, I want to thank Yukiko and Martin uh, for a wonderful trip. This is my second time in Hokkaido. Uh, the highlight for me was... Uh, BA as well as uh, photographing the uh, tetrapods. It was uh, very uh, spiritual to uh, to be in that environment, and I want to thank everybody for this. Okay, thank you. So, you want to say So here we have Brian Matias, Matias, yeah, um, the <coughs> guest host on this trip. It's been a wonderful. Yeah, I've had a great time traveling with you. Do you want to say a few words? Sure. Well, first, thank you for inviting me over two years ago to join. Uh, I had a blast, a blast seeing all the other uh, attendees, what they were doing and uh, enjoying it so much. And just the opportunity to kind of to what Alan said, to uh, explore more abstract and minimalist photography, which I don't normally have that opportunity. So mm. it's always nice to kind of broaden that, you know, these different areas in my photography repertoire. Mm. Okay, Mark. Uh, yeah. Mark from Victoria, Australia. Uh, great to experience the uh, northern Japanese winter, uh, Kaido. Uh, tour was really well run, well organised. Um, had a great time on it. I think uh, Martin and Brian very generous in your time in terms of providing tips and information on how we can make our landscape photography that little bit better. Uh, really enjoyed it. Okay, great, thank you. Fabian. Hi, my name is Fabian from Germany. It's the third time I'm on a trip with Martin, so my expectations were high. And I am happy to come here, to have been here again. I enjoyed the photography. I enjoyed especially the uh, the abstract photography and also the boats in the various fishing ports. Uh, as expected, everything was perfectly perfectly organized. Uh, the food was great, uh, the hotels were great, uh, the driving through the scenery was great. So I enjoyed it a lot and I wanted to thank everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Brandon. So, Sally Jo, you going to say a few words? Sure. Sally Jo Paraglia from New York City. This is my third time with Martin, so I keep coming back for a reason. And every after every trip, Martin has heard this before, I'll say again, it doesn't suck to be us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Randy. My name is Randy. I'm from Seattle, and this is my first time with Martin. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing this side of, of Hokkaido and the boat graveyard, the various abstracts, the seascapes, uh, and I would come back in a minute. Okay, great. That's, uh, that's not going to take you long, though. <laughs> so, here we go. Yeah. Rick. Hey, uh, Rick Barr from Denver, Colorado. This is my first time with Martin, and uh, I enjoyed the other side of Hokkaido immensely as well. Um, the, the trees and the snow and the abstract photography was uh, was beyond expectations and I learned quite a bit and I loved having a, a group of very accomplished photographers on the trip to, to help me along as well so yeah. thank you very much okay thank you
So of course we'll get one last comment from Yukiko <laughs> as uh, the things wouldn't go Hi. quite as well without you. you want to say a few words? Hi, uh, I'm Yukiko Higuchi and I'm the operator and I'm from Yokohama. I really appreciate uh, all the guests and Martin and every restaurant, hotel and bus driver, Tobinai-san and Nagase-san. I really enjoyed the tour and I that it's very good time uh, talking with my guests and uh, many things. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, mm. really, thanks very much, folks. And I, uh, I hope to get a chance to travel with you again at some point. It was great to hear from everybody there. Thanks so much for your comments, guys. We are going to conclude this series with what I believe is a fitting film shot of the boats at the same fishing port. Again, I'm really happy that the film I'm using, which for this trip turned out to be exclusively Rolly RPX100, is giving me such similar results to how I process my digital work in black and white, apart from the square format and more apparent grain. These images feel very similar to me, and shooting with film on this trip was a lot of fun. I actually thought that I'd need to mollycoddle my now 55-year-old Rolleiflex to protect it from the elements, but having gotten it wet on a number of occasions, although I did wipe it down, I'm happy to report that it did not rust and is still as shiny as ever. A true tribute to German craftsmanship. Note that I have used my new script for assigning and updating the EXIF data on my scanned film. So if you click on these images on the blog at mbp.ac slash 695, you'll see the shooting information, just like my digitally shot images. I have a few more tweaks to make, but I hope to be able to share that in March when the dust settles after my winter tours. I've also spent the last few days working on an update to my Photographer's Friend app for iOS. I was contacted with a request to add a couple of medium format sensor sizes between 35mm and the 645 format, which I've done. In the process though, I updated the app to the latest version of Swift, the programming language used to create it, and then decided to add a light and dark theme throughout the app, and a few other tweaks. If I can overcome a few remaining issues that I'm working on, I hope to submit the update to Apple before leaving for my third trip of this season next week. So, stay tuned for that if you have version 3 of the Photographer's Friend app, as it will be a free update. I will not be updating version 2, and you can see which you have by tapping on the About Photographer's Friend link at the bottom of the Help menu. One other thing to keep your eyes out for is that although the night view has been replaced by the more comprehensive dark theme, you can still switch themes easily by simply shaking your device. And that's useful if you are using the app at night and want to protect your night vision. I also think the dark theme looks great anyway. By default, Photographer's Friend will now simply follow your system preferences unless you shake it. We'll wrap it up there for this week though. 
If you're interested in joining the Landscape Tour in 2020 or future tours, check out the tour page at mbp.ac hlpa. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast programme to ensure an interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review on iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.